All right, let's do this one last time. My name is Drew Dodger, and for the last couple months, I've been doing a podcast with my good buddy, Jacob Heron. While we love film in general, with us being artists and all, we have a fascination with animation, and we decided to start an audio podcast after we both geeked out over the animated Transformers movie. We're not perfect, we've gotten names wrong, and we don't always agree on movies. But at the end of the day, we try to bring an informative and entertaining show to you all, and we'd like to welcome you to The Cellcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me this morning is a man who Slipping me deadly wolfsbane, Jacob. Why, well, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just decided he had to steal Christmas. Welcome, Drew. Not the Grinch. Anyway, <laughs> uh, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing this evening? I am this morning. Doing... Whatever time of day this is, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> I am doing well. Doing well. It's it's been very okay. Uh, well, at work, obviously, because our listeners know. Uh, we had, well, at work, most of them, because we've had, uh, people have intensely falling and getting all bloody and everything. Well, it has been wet and rainy yeah, the last couple days. that's true. And, uh, now granted, it was none of our fault. None of our fault. Be like, I literally had another employee who was going to, to our, our, uh, tobacco barn you know where you buy tobacco what have you. walk over to me like hey i need you for something it's and by like, the dipshed isn't it hmm? it's by the dipshed <laughs> yeah something like something like that <laughs> anyways so apparently this old this older african-american woman had slipped and fallen and uh me and her tried to get her up and she cut her arm because she had like a six pack of cores cores or whatever no mm-hmm. some other some kind of beer and so we helped her up. She, you know, it scraped, you know, scraped her arm up. You know, the manager came by. And the entire, the rest of the day, I smelt like beer. <laughs> All day. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yay. Everyone thinks I've been drinking. Great. I don't drink. <laughs> okay. So how's your day been? Uh, my day was good. A uh, little bit of work here and there. Nothing too funny. Mm-hmm. That's one of the differences between me and you. Still, you working retail. Yeah. Funny stuff still happens. Yeah. Where I work, while I'm not in an office per se, there's just not much that's funny or interesting. I got you. Well, uh, except for the occasional snake was on your desk. It wasn't on my desk. This was over a year ago for my mother, who I know is listening. (laughs) Uh, Snake! (laughs) No, this was a long... This was about a year or two ago, and it was on on my fan, which is on the floor. Anyway. Yeah. So, kind of an odd segue. While I was away last weekend, mm-hmm. and I think I forgot to. Br- I think I brought it up, but I'm bringing it up again. I found a snake in my house, dead. <laughs> I think we brought it up. I think we did because I made fun of you for it on the beginning of the show. Yes, you did, but still, it's it's interesting to bring up. There was a snake in my house, <laughs> scared me out to death, but it's still cool to talk about. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, what have you been watching, Jacob? What have I been watching? Let's see. Well, there's a show that I have brought up several times. Mm-hmm. And 
with now to thank the Lord that Disney Plus is coming out only in like November fifteenth or 12th. Yay! So I have already pre-ordered. Rocking on, my bro- my my brother Jim, who's listening, uh, he wants me to you know tag team with him because he wants to do the what is it Hulu, ESPN yeah, Plus, Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus, Disney Plus. So he wants to go in with that bill. It's okay, yeah. cool, whatever. So, uh, oh yeah, that's right. So with. Tangled the series being on there Mm -hmm. and me just be like, obviously Tangled, I love Tangled to death. The, the Tangled uh, happily ever after is an hysteric. The show is just absolutely um, amazing, incredible. What I keep hearing about everything. And so last Thursday, last Thursday during our Bible study, I decided to be like, I wanted to download one episode, one episode in particular, and I might get the title wrong. It's, uh, it's insane. It's Rapunzel and the the Dark Tree or something like that. Okay. That's where we get the dark enchantment right. <laughs> scene. So if you guys... A really follow- creepy one you posted on Facebook about yeah. six months ago. About six months ago. Yes. So I downloaded that, that episode, watched it, and oh my gosh. In stinking incredible. Mm-hmm. Just the amount of depth and character and story and... Be like personal character conflicts and the the amount of humor in this thing is mm-hmm. hysterical. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's all it's musical based and it's it's one of those shows I'd be like, yes, go watch it. There's a uh, a YouTube channel that I I frequently watch, uh, What So Videos, and the 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 guy who does like Isaac just right raves about it. Most of his videos are on Tangled. And he mm-hmm. basically goes about and says, I'm going to take a little bit of Disney and, you know, share the magic with everybody. And it's a great channel if you want to go watch to go check them out. Uh, so, yeah, I got to watch one episode of Tangled, the mm-hmm. series, or Rapunzel's Tangled Adventures. Right. Apparently it's got two, well, three, actually. Beyond the point. <laughs> They're just yes. using the anime version of naming where each season has its own name. Yeah, pretty much. Yet season three is still called Rapunzel's Tangled. Eh, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So I I got to watch that episode and I was just, I was geeking out. I was like, oh my gosh, watch everything within context. As our pastor likes, you know, our mm-hmm. pastor loves to point out, is incredible. I cannot wait until Disney Plus launches. Yes, where I can finally watch that series. It's like, ah, I want to watch it. So what have you been watching? Well, I. I'll get to the animation. Oh, I'll start with the animation. Yeah. Uh, before I came over here to record, I watched through about three or four more episodes of Demon Slayer. Ah. I am really loving this show. Uh, definitely, I suggest when you get a chance, give it a, give it a watch. It is, it is a shonen show, so it's kind of like uh, like Dragon Ball and shows like that. Yeah. But nearly every issue that mm-hmm. most people have that such as the fact that it takes forever to get anywhere and uh you know it's all tournament style fighting mm-hmm. even when they're not yeah. in a tournament yeah that does not seem to happen here okay it's there is fighting of course yeah and they do tend to focus on one per one sort one fight and then focus on the other fight for a bit but all the, I have yet to see a fight that I was not 
blown away by. It's not usually like with the Dragon Ball. I mean, yeah, they do different things every once in a while, but yeah. there's not physically much difference between Goku versus Vegeta and Piccolo versus Vegeta, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every single fight, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I have only seen four fighters yeah. in the ten episodes I've watched, is different. Okay. It's very, it's, it's interesting, it's fun, it's it's a one, it's just a show I can go through and not realize how much time has passed, because it's like, okay, let's watch the next episode. Oh, I've got to get ready for a podcast. Turn this off, come back to it later, maybe tomorrow before church. Uh, okay. So, question is, where are you watching this at? I am watching it on uh, Funimation right now. Okay. The Funimation app. It is going to be airing on Adult Swim. I'm not sure when it starts on Adult Swim. And that okay. will be actually be in the English dub. Okay. Right now, I am watching the original Japanese language version. So, I'm watching it subtitled. Okay. Because, obviously, I don't speak a lick of Japanese. Gotcha. Well, I do say, I know, do know that one and Idakimasu. But, anyway. So, I've enjoying that. But, also, this last Saturday... I went into town. Our movie theater here is still not reopened, but I went into town to Times Square. Uh, watched a film you might have heard of called Joker. Oh yeah, how how was the how was the bloody mess? Bloody. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, that's the thing. It is rated R. Mm-hmm. There is lots of blood, but it's not in your face. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, when okay, so there's an early. I can I can talk about this without spoiling anything. Okay. It's one fight. At the beginning when he's uh getting beat up by these three Wall uh Wall Street people who think they're all it in the bag of chips. Yeah. Uh and drunk, obviously they're mm-hmm. very drunk. There's a point in there where he accident to some degree it's accidental, to some degree it's not. Yeah. He shoots them. And it's okay. very he makes sure they're dead. Oh, wow. I'll just put it that way. Wow. And yet, there's a lot of blood in that scene, but at the same time, I look back on it, it's like, that really wasn't that bad. Okay. Because you, you look look at stuff like, say, uh, well, like The Dark Knight. He's okay. another Batman-Joker thing. There's not much blood in that one either, but no. Joker is a lot more sadistic yeah. in that movie than he is in this movie. In this movie, he's crazy. Yeah, spoilers for anything that we talk about with the, with a uh, Joker. Yeah, and I'm not going to get too far into it because by the end of the movie, he is fully Joker as you would expect him to be, and he's kind of he's in the in the line uh, or in the vein of Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay, but he's ironically not as bad. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's not. He's not as evil, and I think part of it is because Christopher Nolan's version with with Heath Ledger, you actually see him torture people. Yeah. This if this Joker is capable of doing that, we don't get to the point where he actually he he's not to that point yet where he does that. Yeah. Now I will go ahead and mention that if you know the origin story of Batman. You kind of know part of how this way, how how this movie ends. Yeah, but I will say it's still not going to end the way you, they. It, it still surprised me how they handled it. Oh, okay. I'll put it that way. Okay, so it, the, the easiest way I can describe it is it feels like a superhero origin story. Yeah, 
where you're not following the superhero, you're following the supervillain. It's a supervillain origin story. Okay, so I've got a question for you. Yeah. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but I've heard a lot of people, critics talk about it, that is this film more kind of sympathetic towards the Joker? No. Okay. That's the thing. I've heard I've heard a lot of these these things. Through. It is not promoting violence. Okay. It is showing violence as what it is. There is a little bit... One can see how there might be some political motivation behind what they see as the clown's killings. Because yes. at some point, it gets out that the guy... Because he was dressed in his clown makeup for work when he shot those three guys. Yeah. That story got around to where everyone was wearing clown masks as a way of supporting what they thought this masked vigilante had done because he was going to help the poor by killing the rich. Hmm. It does not take much in this climate to see why people might see that as a political message. Might, yeah. Yeah, but it's... I would still say it's not. Okay. Because I don't think that was the intention of the director. Okay. It's got a lot to say about maybe dealing with uh, mental issues, mm-hmm. being a decent human being to other human beings. Understood. Because uh, that's the thing. You watch this entire movie, I would hes- be hesitant to say there is a good guy. Because the Joker is obviously, while he's the protagonist of the, of the movie, he is not the movie's hero. There really isn't a hero in the movie. Gotcha. Well... Technically, but he's not. He does. He's not a hero yet. There is a hero in the movie, but he's uh, not a hero I yet. I gotcha. I gotcha. I'm, I gotcha. But anyway, so in the sec- let, let, let's just say that his hands aren't as clear, or are they? Who knows? Okay. Anyway, anyways, so kind of segue into a, a very similar subject. Um, so if you want some, let's talk about like the Joker and himself. Uh, please go back and listen to our podcast of mm-hmm. Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yeah. That is a story. That is a yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Joker did that. <laughs> I will say this. I think he's... He feels more like a... a uh, like the original... Uh, the original Mark Hamill Joker. Mm-hmm. Not the Batman Beyond Mark Hamill Joker. Oh, Okay. I gotcha. But with the Mark Hamill Joker not being constrained by being having to be seen on children's television show, technically. Okay. That's so, the best way I know how to put that. Okay, so another question, and I know this is going to be a hard one, possibly. Mm-hmm. Where do you rank this, this Joker to all the other Jokers? Walking Phoenix, I think, does a very good job as the Joker, and mm-hmm. by the end of it, I pretty much like his joker okay but his joker i guess like i said he's in the vein of heath ledger but he's still not doing heath ledger okay honestly i have never th- even thought of in what order are my favorite jokers least to worst well i'm not I'm i so- can tell you my least favorite joker and that's jared leto okay past that i can't tell you exactly where everyone fits in oh okay i got you i'm just being honest Okay. And Mark Hamill is pretty near the top. I, yeah, I'll say I would, that, but I, would agree, I, would agree with I, that. I don't know exactly where everyone else fits in. Okay, I got you. But I would say uh, I would not mind seeing this Joker go up against a Batman, but I don't, considering how the movie worked, ends, mm-hmm. 
no, that, that's going to be a, that might be considered a miss, a, a, a not a spoiler, but people might sure because of the timeline of when this movie takes place yeah. versus everything. I don't see this this Joker ever fighting a Batman while be still being played by Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But this is definitely not the Joker that turns into Jared Leto. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Oddly enough, like when when you're, you're talking about the Joker, uh, Jared Leto's performance as a Joker. I don't think he did a bad job. It's no, just, it's, I, it's the weirdest Joker. It is. Because it's I, like the least Joker, Joker. <laughs> and for some reason, I found that really, really entertaining. Yeah. Like his, the insanity gauge he goes with that character is just. But he's that's, more that's, of a gangster. Yeah. Who happens to be wearing clown makeup. Then he is a clown gangster, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The where I'm going with that is that Jared Leto, his performance was really good. It was the it was a different Joker than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And for some reason the character is like, okay, that was one of the parts now I know some people are gonna, you know, probably rage and be like, How do you like suicide school? But in a small I'm not fight in, you in, that, but yeah, and it's and not it's, great. Yeah, in a small way, I I enjoyed Suicide Squad because of Jared Leto's oh, yeah, performance. I, there are some stuff in the, there's some stuff in there that is good. Yeah, it's just when I look at, or one thing I think most of what Jared Leto may have been able to do got cut out of the film. Yeah, based on what I understand of I, the how that all went down. Yeah, director's cut is it's I have the director's cut, and that's not even the full cut from my understanding. Yeah, it's but. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Anyways, yeah, that's during DC's dark time with how much they were having to deal with stuff. Just did not go anybody's way. Yeah, corporate. either Zack Snyder's or Warner Brothers' way. Yeah, so it, that's why those are always so odd. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the other thing that both of us got a chance to watch. So we went over to a friend of ours' house oh, Friday, right? Intending I... to watch a couple of Halloween movies that a are animated because we pretty much got that covered already. Yeah, pretty much. But aren't horror. And if had I not started to fall asleep, <laughs> and something else, yeah, uh, we might have actually gotten more than just one movie in. Yeah, <laughs> but the movie we watched did get in and watch. Kind of a cheesy, oh, cheese beyond cheese pilot pilot movie for uh. a show called My Babysitter's a Vampire. <laughs> it's so cheesy. It's good. Yes, it is. Now I've watched a bit of the show, and the show is garbage. But I mean, I've seen some. I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it. There's there are one season Disney Channel up shows that are better than this, but. Um, this is the, the the movie itself is hilarious because it is the entire time they're mocking Twilight. Oh yes, gloriously mocking this movie. Yes, it's so funny. Uh, every, every scene they parody, it's just like you're just chuckling out your yes. And one of the things and are, the fans, the fans, yes. Oh my word! The my the, favorite part is like you ruined their premiere. Now face their wrath. <laughs> Or something to that effect. Yes. Oh. Yeah. The the it was it was a very fun time. You know, sadly that Drew had you know had gotten sick. Got sick I during was, it. I, the weather got to me. I had 
had some stomach trouble and, well, I went home and slept for more than 12 hours. So Mm -hmm. I'll tell you something. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. My babysitter is a vampire. It's a very funny, cheese, like cheesy, 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 good movie. That if you ever get the chance, go watch it. Yes. We know it's not animated, but... It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. We're going to try again this Friday, I think, to try and go through the other ones we had talked about. Yeah. We'll see if we actually end up doing that. Yeah, possibly. So, I guess we should get on to the news. Yeah. And the biggest news item that I'm aware of... Yeah. ...is that Disney officially announced every single... Thing uh-huh. that's going to be on Disney Plus, yes, when it launches on November twelfth, yes. And I am not being hyperbolic here. <laughs> they put out a three-hour-long trailer yes. that is nothing but clips of things they're putting out, and some of these things are so obscure, <laughs> I doubt anybody's heard of them. Probably. Yeah, like like you said earlier before we were recording, that literally you know before they had this be like, oh, the vault's going to be closed, but November twelfth, it's literally it's be like wide yeah, open. You remember the Disney Vault? It's gone. We just blew it up and we're putting it online. Yeah, the Beagle Boys broke in. Yes, <laughs> it took everything precisely. So before, since there is so much on there, yes, we can't possibly even if we were to just cut it down to just the animated stuff. We can't possibly go over everything that is at being there at launch mm-hmm. on November 12th. So I thought just very quickly we'd go over the top three things that we saw on there that we're excited for. Oh my gosh. Cartoon or live action. I don't care which. Oh, oh my gosh. So you go first. Okay, I'll go first. I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit. Go for it. Gargoyles. Yes. <laughs> Gargoyles. <laughs> I yes, <laughs> that is one of those shows. When I originally saw it back in the day, I did not know how good it was. Yes, so I did not watch a lot of it. But then I'm looking back on this was an amazing show. Why did I not watch more of it? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, I, I, th- I think my number three. Oh my gosh, is going off the cuff. Uh wow! Anything coming from the uh, the nineties. Weekday afternoon lineup block. Uh, Disney afternoon. Disney afternoon block. Yes. Yeah. And most of anything, maybe not uh, uh, gummy bears because we there again we, we, talk, we had <laughs> some discussion about this before. I yes. Think, oh, they actually put gummy bears on there. I remember watching the show <laughs> and initially being disappointed when they took it off. Then Darkwing Duck came on. Yes. <laughs> Blew that out of the water. Yes. But yes, be like, you know, Tailspin, all the, be like, yes, those shows, yes, in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, anything from that lineup. Mm-hmm. Yes. From that early time, but yes, Gargoyles and Heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Your number two? My number two, it's a bit more modern, but it's a show I have been having a, of going back and watching again. Yeah. Because I did watch this for a time when they, it was on Netflix. Okay. But for whatever reason, I stopped, and by the time I thought to go back to it, it's already gone. Gotcha. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is got to be 
one of the single most brilliant and at the same time most stupid show mm-hmm. that's ever been put on television and yeah. I love it. <laughs> I This show taught me things. Really? Yes. Allow me to teach you. On the end of your shoelaces, there's a little plastic piece at the end. Yeah. Do you know what it's called? I can't recall what it's called. It's called an aglet. Aglet, that's they right. They sang a song about aglets. <laughs> That's how dumb this show is. And then at the same time, it is brilliant because by the time you get to that point, it's like, I'm totally buying into this. I no longer care that this is a stupid concept. They did this. They, they got to this point so brilliantly. <laughs> and the best part is, okay, so the theme song talks about, you know, there's 104 days of summer vacation. Yeah. Which is longer than anyone's summer vacation, by the way. Mm-hmm. But they used that number because the, their thinking was they'd go for three seasons and then stop. And that would equal about 104 episodes. Right. Because of that, as school comes around just to end it. So the, 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 the problem facing our generation is finding a good way to spend it. And then they list things that you would do, that they might do going through yeah. summer. Like uh, finding a mummy, climbing the Eiffel Tower, discovering something that doesn't exist, giving a monkey a shower... Locating Frankenstein's brain, stuff like this. Yeah. And about two thirds of the way through the show, there comes a scene, and it's the last time you ever run into this thing, I believe, where Ferb is, for no good reason, giving a monkey a shower. And he says it had to be done. Which oh, then gets wow. you to thinking, wait a minute. I remember there were some times when they actually did what was in the theme song. Did they actually go through and do every single thing in the theme song? Oh. At some point, yeah. and the answer is yes. <laughs> it is a fun, absolutely fun show, and I, I'm looking forward to going back through it again. I got gotcha. you. And then, of course, there's Penis of Ferd and Star Wars. I'm going to force us to watch that. Okay, okay. So that, that's long enough to be considered a movie, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so there is be like, oh gosh, probably ever since. We talked about, you know, the, I talked about the, uh, the, the, blah. The blah? Yeah, the blah. Not the blah, the blah. Oh, I blah. don't say blah, 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 blah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I talked about the, Dis- the Disney afternoon block, mm-hmm. or however you pronounce it. And then I instantly go to the Fox line. Yes. The cartoon, the cartoon lineup mm-hmm. of... X-Men the Animated Series, Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, all those amazing, incredible shows that came out during... You Batman know, uh, the Animated Series will yeah, not be appearing. Yeah, <laughs> darn. Neither will Power Rangers, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, just wait. Just wait. That'll that'll come around somewhere at some... Oh, I... We're not done with talking about Disney after we, after we get done talking about our stuff as news. Okay, okay. Because um, I do have something to bring up in that. Okay. So, be like, yeah, there's, you know, shows like Kim Boswell, because I really enjoy yes. that show. Uh, a certain pop singer. Yeah, or were. Yeah. So, I'm not going to go into that, because that's just like, why in the world do you like that show? It's just, I liked it, okay? Well, you like the best of both worlds. Exactly. <laughs> Get the hint. <laughs> Anyways, what's... It's as far as I was going with that. <laughs> Anyways, you're number one. My number one. 
So, since you already brought up Disney Afternoon, I can't bring up Darkwing Duck. Because I technically already brought up Darkwing Duck. Yes. Nor can I bring up DuckTales. Because we brought that up already. Yes. So, I'm going to throw this in the past a little bit. Something you may not have thought of. And yeah, what I'm about to bring up is not animated. Okay. It was yours. But it's a little movie that came out in the 70s that I was absolutely convinced was part of Star Trek as a child. And I was completely wrong because obviously this is not Paramount. Oh. But there's a little movie called The Black Hole. Oh, yeah. I know I watched this a couple times, but I don't remember it. And I'm excited to actually go back through it again. But I'm also excited to see some other classic stuff from that time, such as uh, The Cat from Outer Space. Mm. Uh, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Tron. The original Tron. Yeah. Maybe if I'm bored, the computer who wore tennis shoes. I didn't ever actually watch that one, but you gotta have that. You gotta name that stupid. You gotta look into at least one, especially when it stars the guy who would go on to play the dude in uh, what's his name? Oh, Jeff Bridges. Thank you. Yeah, it's Jeff Bridges in the computer who wore tennis shoes. Wow. Okay, <laughs> you just talked about Tron. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. It was back when he was owned by Disney because he was Disney star for a long time. Yeah, he, he was. Hmm. So, my number one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, be like, besides... Anna Montana? No. <laughs> I just threw you <laughs> off! Yes, you did! Thank you very much! <laughs> no, but with that aside, all the anim- all the animated movies and TV shows that I was unable to see as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the... There's a bunch of the 70s and... Uh, the Disney vault that I never saw. Yeah. And everyone's like, how in the world did you not watch this movie? Well, it's, it's like, still in the vault. <laughs> yeah. There's some of it's still in the vault. Don't get me wrong. They're not, they're not, you know, they're not giving all the cards away yet, but there's, there's a lot on there, you know, looking at the, looking at the, the list just a minute ago. Mm. And there's a lot of, I haven't seen or a movie that I have not seen in years. Like, uh, Atlantis, the lost empire. Yeah. I've seen that movie maybe once or twice. I've seen it once. Yeah. Or as um, one of our listeners, I think it was Heather, who brought up the Treasure Planet. Uh, that was actually Joseph. That was Joseph. Never mind. Okay. So Joseph brought up Treasure Planet. Mm-hmm. Treasure Planet. And that was a movie because I know Heather's husband had brought it up and said, that's the greatest movie ever. Never saw it. All right. Because it was during that weird era in Disney of the, the early the 2000s. stuff was just there. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, I'd be like, that's I'm really looking forward to seeing those movies mm-hmm. I haven't watched. And plus, I don't have to go and buy them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I really enjoy it, and yeah. then I'll go buy it. Thank you, Disney Movie Club. <laughs> anyway, so before we leave Disney Movie in Disney Plus. Okay. I just want to ask you, is there any one property, or one sh- one show, or movie, mm-hmm. that Disney should technically have the rights to that for whatever reason is not on here, that you want to be on there? That I want to be on here? Mm-hmm. You got me stumped on that. I'm just thinking, because we all have our wish lists. Yeah. I'm just wondering if there's, there's something that's dis- that is not on here that Disney should technically be able to put on there free and clear that for whatever reason... Oh, of course. Maybe they hadn't put it on there. Well, mine would be a little more controversial, but the reason I want to watch it is because 
I will understand what the big deal is. Mm. Okay, that I can understand. Uh, I'm not. I I only remember the Brer Rabbit parts because I think that was in something. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably probably it was that DTV. Uh, one of those DTV those DTV music videos yeah. used to do mm-hmm. that I wore out the Valentine's Day one on. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that was that, but yeah. yeah I, my understanding is it's the biggest problem with that movie is it's when you don't consider you know the racial issues. Yes, it's just slow. Okay, and the stuff they would advertise you, you know, the cartoons is only a quarter of the entire thing. Yeah. The rest of it is about incredibly slow racial in the South. Yeah. That we're told technically fighting right now. (laughs) But anyway. But yeah, just that was, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking, okay, that movie's on the list, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I'm still very interested to watch it to understand why and not what everyone else tells me. It's like, oh, yes, oh, this. Be like, I want to look for myself. At this point, your best bet in finding that is not is not legal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, mine is is a little more odd. Okay. As you know, I'm a fan of Spider Man, and they've put a lot of Spider Man shows on here. Yeah. Now it's conspicuously missing one that I'm actually surprised isn't on there, and that's the old sixty show. Really. That's not on there, but that's not my my pick. Are, are we talking about Spider-Man Amazing Friends? No. The original 1960s Spider-Man. The one that the theme song came from. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. That one's not in there for whatever reason. Really? Yeah, huh. I looked through it. It's not. It's just not in there. But the one I'm wanting has only ever made it over to these shores one other time, and they didn't advertise it very well. And it was back before Disney bought Marvel that it was on Marvel's website. Literally, you had to watch it on Marvel's website in order to watch it legally. And then they took it off after a certain amount of time, and I don't know why. Hmm. But it was a show made by Toei in the 1970s for viewing in Japan. Yeah. And it uh, technically is what started, or what uh, brought about Super Sentai... Oh, AKA yeah. Power Rangers, Rangers. Mm-hmm. in the form we know it as. Yes. And that was 1970s Supaido Man. Now, yes, I recognize it's going to be in Japanese with subtitles. I don't care. I want to see the Emissary of Hell, <laughs> as he called himself. Oh, wow. Okay, then. And because it's just, it's a fun thing. It's like, I want it to be there because it would be so much fun to watch for an afternoon while it's raining. <laughs> Just put it there. It's already you already got a bunch of stuff that probably very rarely going to be watched. Right. That's gonna, that's up there. Just throw that up there for fun. It can't take up that much room. Right. Toei, I'm sure will work with you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do you have any news before we move into the review? Yes, I do actually. Okay. So as probably most people know, probably won't take as long as my news did. No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. Um. Uh, Apparently, Disney has released the new international trailer for Frozen 2, okay. which has recently dropped. The mystery thickens, or is it just the fog? Uh, I, I got the chance. Are you saying that Olaf may have farted? <laughs> Maybe. I'm just thinking if Olaf did, that might be what happens. <laughs> you never know. It's like, That's it's, a, it's a stupid... Stupid pun. I'm sorry, people. It was great. It's great. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 
That was perfect. That was perfect. Anyways, have you seen the trailer yet? I did not watch the international trailer, primarily because we've entered my uh, 30 day rule where I will not, any movie I see that is 30 day, uh, short of 30 days out, yeah. I don't watch the trailers for, I don't go out of my way to watch trailers for. So. Okay. I gotcha. We're definitely within that window with Frozen 2, so. I gotcha. I, that is really close, too. Wow. Yeah. What do you think about that? It's like, what, Thanksgiving? Uh, I, I don't quote me on it. I, I, keep, I keep thinking it's in December. Yeah, but it's in November because it's... That's right. It is November. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, definitely going to do... Uh, would you be cool to do a review over that one? Like we did with Lion King? Yeah. Sure, we can pull that off, assuming I can get to it. Uh, assuming it's... Depending on when it hits. Yeah. So we might do a... Well, we didn't call that a review. We called that reactions. Yeah, that was a reaction. It wasn't. We reviewed it, but we didn't really review it. Review it. Yeah, and that's probably what we would do here. Hopefully, yeah. our theater will be open again. Hopefully, and we won't be in tight. Have to come back from Tyler without having to talk. Might have to do a in the road in the truck talk. <laughs> I do. I think I do have a voice recorder. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, you have to hear me yell at traffic. <laughs> oh gosh, that'd be funny. So, I, I I did get to watch the trailer. Uh, uh, a friend of the show, one who listens, Heather, had mm. posted uh, how she enjoyed how with Elsa because her hair is down in the fiends. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's interesting. Well, the idea that... that She uh, let her hair down? Yeah, literally let her hair down. It's like, okay, you let it go and literally you let your hair go. Just let it go. Okay, cool. But uh, the, the idea of the... Sh- be like Elsa's powers are growing and growing and growing, and, growing, mm-hmm. and it's going to literally take Anna, not Anna, Anna, to help her control this power, control this new power of hers, and the mystery of why everybody, if you haven't seen the trailer, spoiler alert for a trailer, that apparently Elsa unleashes some kind of magical power that causes this wind to come through Arendelle. And has everybody evacuate Arendelle, and then we have our 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 group of you know, our group go, and they have to go to the the north to find this what's causing this mystery, and that's the fog. Hint: the fog joke. <laughs> the fog of. Anyway, so yeah, that is that is coming out in November, like you said, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I, I think it's I think November. It's November. I think it's November. I think it's Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, because um, I'll be in the ah. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll find a way to figure it out. Yeah, meet Tyler. No, wait a minute. I'm never mind. We that can't. Was... We can't do the reaction if we do that. No, we can't. Okay, so going into what's in the theaters right now. So Adam, Fa- Adam, nah. Adam's family. So the Adam's family just just dropped. Mm-hmm. It's been out for three days. I still haven't watched it. Me either. So apparently, it snapped to the number two spot. Believe behind me, Joker, <laughs> behind Joker, it's earned thirty point three million dollars right now. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's not bad. I bill obviously because I don't have the numbers in front of me how much it costs to make this film. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently, DreamWorks Abominable is hanging in there at number four. With a worldwide gross of $100.1 million. Is, uh, remind me, is Adam's Family Illumination? No, it's DreamWorks. 
No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That is, uh... So, no, it's not Blue Sky. No, it's not Blue Sky. That is, uh, MGM. MGM owns the rights. I'm trying to figure out what, which animation studio. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's alright. Yeah, so, yeah, I got all this information, obviously, from animationmagazine.net. Mm-hmm. And there's also one more that came up, and we obviously did touch on it in our, you know, our excitement for... Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And that Ba-da-da-da. is... Bum. Yes. Bum. It's Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the story behind that theme song is uh, so apparently some some guy. All right, l- let me read you this. It's actually from uh, animation magazine dot animation magazine dot net. Mm-hmm. Copyright lawsuit claims X Men theme was copied. Now let me read the the uh, the report from de- uh, Deadline. I think Deadline's where I read it. Yeah, it's from Deadline. Uh, a Florida man is suing Marvel, Disney, Disney's Burmate Burmate. Bonavista Television, Bonavista. Amazon, Apple, pretty Han- much anyone that Saban. anyone that's involved plus exactly. Saban, Saban. exactly uh, claims that the X Men cartoon theme song was ripped off from a 1980 Hungary TV show. I'm not going to try to pronounce it; I'll butcher it. Uh, it's like Lalona or something like that. Yeah, right there. I'll look at it right there. Oh, Linda, Linda. Okay. The name of the show was Linda. Okay, Linda. Okay, from a show named Linda. Yeah. And uh, apparently it was a comedy thriller that aired in the 1984 to 1991 in the Soviet Union satellite. Mm-hmm. And apparently he is suing because, obviously, because you had looked it up. And- I, 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 the, the, uh, the, the article I originally read in this on had the video clip. Yeah. Of actually, it had an entire episode. Okay, then. of this thing, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just listened to the opening theme, and there it does sound like the the nineties X Men theme song. Hmm. Somewhat, it's the same, or not exactly, but I mean, it's like yeah. the same melody thing. Maybe a couple notes different, mm-hmm. but it's 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 close enough. I can see why people might think mm-hmm. that it was stolen from someone else. And the article I read, which I don't, I now don't even remember which article where I read it from, uh, did say that some of the people working on the show had been over there and may have heard it. Maybe the composers had heard it or something. Okay, but there, there's enough that may, you could make the claim. I still think the whole thing's bogus and a coincidence. Yeah, myself. And I'm glad that Disney's not doing a knee-jerk reaction until the thing goes blows over and pulling X-Men. Yeah. Because I will watch that show. Yes, absolutely. And a point you brought up earlier was the fact that, like, Saban and Marvel were both being sued over this. Yes. Because at the time, um, Fox's... Uh, Fox, the, Fox, the Fox channel... I can't think of the actual name of the channel right now other than Fox... But uh, its kids programming was handled by Saban. Mm-hmm. And so Saban actually did a lot of the, was in charge of a lot of the funding for most of the shows that would appear on there, except for Batman, for obvious reasons. Yeah. that's Warner Brothers did that completely. But mm-hmm. Fox uh, did go in there and do most, and did pretty much, Saban made that that program. It was the, the creative forces behind that and mm-hmm. they just made sure 
know, they was of course licensed from Marvel. Mm-hmm. So and Marvel Animation is actually the one that was in charge of the animation before it went over to TMS, the actual animation house in Japan that did yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, Saban, the people at Saban are the ones who wrote the music mm-hmm. and did the voice acting or handled the voice acting yeah. uh, side of things. So yeah, that's why they're they're. It's actually more Saban's fault than anybody else's if this ends up being true, which I don't think it's going to be true. Yeah. Plus, technically, the Saban Entertainment that is working as that's going right now is not the same Saban Entertainment from back then. But that's yeah. neither because that's still technically <laughs> pretty much because it turned into uh, Jetix. Yeah, and then Jetix died. <laughs> yeah, and then it got bought up by. It's now it, it resulted in. Uh, uh, the Family Channel becoming Fox Family, becoming ABC Family, becoming Freeform. Yeah. All that's the same gobbledygook. Yeah, now all Saban is actually owned by Hasbro right now. The the new has the new Saban is owned by Hasbro. Yeah, the new Saban. Technically the Saban of that era of that era is still technically that company is still technically owned by Disney. Oh, okay. That's now the right. Saban from this era is well, it was Restarted by the same dude. Yeah. Uh, he te- technically did not take... He was just buying brands and he bought the Power Rangers and many of the other stuff back from Disney. Yeah. And actually his company was called SCG Power Rangers. Okay. For Power Rangers. And he handled most of the television stuff through that company. For, so the new, the new Digimon shows mm-hmm. were through that. And of course, Glitter Force... <laughs> He's not bitter much. I don't care about Pretty Cure over in Japan. I don't. It's not my kind of show. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I looked at that and thought, oh, good, good, goodness gracious. Great they butchered this show. <laughs> Digimon didn't have it this bad. Yeah, it's true. There was one spot I looked at. I was like, you, this is the worst editing job I've ever seen to get rid of Japanese text. You did not. You just faded all of everything out to brown, and then didn't try to make it look like anything. Why is Netflix paying you people? But anyway, uh, so yes, that is that is that is the news. Okay, so uh, going into our spoiler-free thoughts for our last movie of Halloween month, Ooh. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. What are your spoiler-free thoughts? Oh, it's bone chilling. Okay, it's it's got that element of it's spooky, mm-hmm. but it's not frightening. Be like, there's little points here and there that, like, some little kid might get scared. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's a scary face. But overall, it's a fun movie. It has this um, a character in crisis of what he what he has to do and what he should mm-hmm. do. Um. They, they they come to that conclusion very well, and it's an over it's an overall fun. It's very family friendly. Um, it's it's kind of a toss up. Is it a or is it a Christmas movie? Well, obviously we're doing Halloween, so we it's, chose it at Halloween yes. because I think I well personally, I think it falls more into the spooky theme mm-hmm. more than anything else. Spooky to me goes to Halloween. At the same time, I liked what one person's one person's answer I heard once when asked the same question whether whether Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas was a Halloween movie. Or, they said yes. 
Huh? Because it pretty much is yes. Yeah, I agree. It is no. very much a both type of movie. So yes, uh, would I would I say go watch the movie? Yes, go watch it. it highly recommend it. You? Uh, I would say it is very macabre. Okay. To use a fancy word, uh, it is it's it is a dark and spooky, but in the way that Adam's family and the monsters is dark and spooky. That makes sense. It's not as bad as I was led to believe as a child. <laughs> we'll get more into that in a minute. But um, it's not bad. I'll put it that way. I do. I am one of the people who don't have the nostalgia for this because I didn't watch it when growing up. But uh, I enjoyed it. It's a fun movie. And admittedly, most of what I enjoy about it is somewhat connected to certain video game series uh, that remain nameless until we get to the cast list. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I would also agree it's family friendly. Um, and you should go give it a watch if you've not ever seen it. Yes. So I guess on that note, we will move into the spoiler full the full spoiler version of review, whatever I'm trying to say, of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas is based, obviously, on a poem that was written by Tim Burton. Mm -hmm. He also produced it and helped with the original story that the screenplay would then be made off of. Yes. But that actually equals, and he did the character designs, Mm -hmm. but that pretty much is all he did on this movie. Well, far as I remember, you know, watching the special feature on the movie... That there was the be like he had some he had something to do with the writing of the song, like him and um, but he helped uh, Danny Elfman write the songs too. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, he he did a lot of the pre-production. Yes, but he was not as one would assume by yeah. the name Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. It, he did not direct it. Yes, that's the big right misnomer about this movie. Be it like, was actually directed. By Henry Selleck, mm-hmm. whose other credits include Coraline mm-hmm. James, and James and the Giant Peach. Very much movies in the same vein. Yeah. Uh, the screenplay was by uh, Carolyn Thompson, which while I say that, from what I read, she very little of her dialogue is actually in the film. Really? Yeah. Huh. Her, uh, well, A, almost 75% of the talking or the of the of of the movie is singing yeah. anyway so most of that's hand, being handled by danny elfman right uh but also uh they were still working on it enough and she was working on other projects that by the time she got to the screenplay the movie was close enough into production getting close to production she didn't have much and they'd already figured up most of what they were doing. She didn't get to do much, is my understanding. Okay. I got gotcha. you. But along with doing being, technically being the screenwriter for this, she also uh, was the writer on Edward Scissorhands, the uh, the Adam, the '90s Adams Family, mm-hmm. and Corpse Bride. Okay. So very much in the vein, in the uh, pocket of Tim Burton. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> like a lot of people that, that will end up being on here. Uh, music, of course, was like I said earlier, was done by Danny Elfman. Uh, he is also the composer on Avengers: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man One and Two, 
and Beetlejuice. And also, he was the voice, or he was the singing voice of Jack Skellington in this movie. Yes, he was. He also played uh, Beryl, one of the trick-or-treaters, mm-hmm. and the clown with the tearaway face. Oh, okay. Interesting. The other, uh, his other acting credits include uh, a character by the name of Bone, Bone Jangles in Corpse Bride. Okay. Uh, Chris Sar- uh, Sarandon played Jack Skellington. Mm-hmm. And the main thing I know him for is Prince Humperdinck in The Princess Bride. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I do remember something mm-hmm. about that. That's interesting. And as I teased in the spoiler-free section, he reprises his role as Jack Skellington in Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Catherine O'Hara plays both uh, Sally and Shock. Oh, okay. Uh, she played Dr. Orwell in Netflix's the Netflix series, uh, series of Unfortunate Events. And she played uh, Delia in Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. She also apparently was in the other, the, the Nick movie series of Unfortunate Events as the judge in, in the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. My apologies. Anyway, uh, William Hinckley plays Dr. Finkelstein. Oh, okay. That's his name. Finkelstein. Yeah. That's the thing. On IMDb, he's only credited, and apparently in the movie, he's only credited as the mad scientist. Yeah. But he is actually referred to in the movie at one time as Dr. Finkelstein. Oh, okay. Missing uh, part. It's uh, when they're all standing in line to get their uh, Christmas jobs, and oh yeah, they that's call right. him to the front of the line, and Sally then goes and hides so she didn't get caught. Yeah, uh, he also plays uh, Lewis in Christmas Vacation. Okay, that was the. Uh, have you ever watched Christmas Vacation? Uh, I think I've seen it once. Okay, do you remember near the end of the movie when the great grandparents are visiting? And that one guy is smoking the who smokes cigars. Ah. And uh, at one point he goes into the living room to smoke a cigar. Doesn't know that. Well, he gets he gets on fire. I'll just say that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. So that's not, him. Not to go into another spoiler of another movie. Right. Right. Uh, Glenn Shaddix plays the two faced mayor. He uh, played Otho in in uh, Beetlejuice. And, of course, he reprised his role in Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 as the Two-Faced Mayor. There's a lot of Tim Burton yeah. interlacing going on. Paul Rubens plays Locke, the third of the of the oh, those kids. Okay. And if you are unaware that he is Pee Wee Herman, you are not a child of the 80s. Oh, my gosh. And... Wow. He also played a character in a movie that I watched a lot as a kid and is thankfully coming to Disney Plus. In Flight of the Navigator, he plays Max. Really? The ship. Oh, wow. You can't tell it in the beginning when he's still the computer, straight computer, you know, the talking in this clear monotone voice because this is how a computer talks, obviously. Yeah. But after he scans uh, the kid's brain and... It's all the '90s kid, the '80s kids, '70s kids stuff. Actually, yeah, all that pop culture in his head. He does sound a lot like Pee Wee Herman. Okay, without then. the stupidity. Okay, of, you know what I mean. But technically, Tim Burton hired him because he played Pee Wee Herman. Because Tim Burton did the Pee Wee Herman movie. Okay, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Ken Page plays Oogie Boogie. Mm. 
he was also the voice of King Gator in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay. And he reprises his role as Oogie Boogie in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 1 and 2. Surprise, surprise That's to actually, no one. That is actually the last time that comes up, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, we think. <laughs> well, no, it is because uh, at this point, you, we enter into the uh, named characters who were played by people who didn't do anything, do much else, believe it or not. Okay. So, uh, Edward Ivory plays Santa Claus and is the narrator at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Susan McBride plays Big Witch, WWD, whatever that means. I couldn't figure out what that was. Okay. But anyway. Uh, Debbie Durst plays Corpse Kid, Corpse Mom, and Small Witch. Greg Proops plays Harlequin Demon, Devil, and Sax Player. Carrie Katz played Man Under Stairs, Vampire, Corpse, and Corpse Dad. Randy Crenshaw played Mr. Hyde, Behemoth, Vampire Corpse Dad. I don't even know what that one is! But that's how it was listed. Vampire Corpse Dad. I have racked my brain since I looked through this list to figure out which character is both a vampire, a corpse, and a dad. Okay. (laughs) But anyway. uh, Sherwood Ball played a mummy and a vampire. Carmen Twilly played Undersea Gal and Man Under the Stairs. Okay. Glenn Walters plays the Wolfman. Billy Hayes plays... Billy Hayes played the Witches and Additional Voices, which was an uncredited role. Okay. And John Ranfit played Igor, also okay. uncredited. Okay. All right. So, this movie was released on October 20, 1993. It had a budget estimated wise. On its opening weekend, domestically, mm-hmm. it had a. Be like, a, the weekend, you know, $191,000. Okay, that sounds low. Like, really low for today's modern standards. Mm-hmm. Like, going back to uh, Adam's family earned $30.6 million in its opening weekend. Yes. You gotta think, this is the 1990s. Just to give you that context. It's been nearly 30 years. Yeah, nearly 30 years since the movie came out. Now. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, obviously it had its opening weekend... And then its U.S. gross was over $75 million. Mm-hmm. Its worldwide gross was $88 plus million. It made its budget back. Yeah. But for some reason, Disney didn't want it under its its family-friendly label. Well, I, I was reading up on that because I was curious. Okay. Uh, Disney... Uh, so, Tim Burton actually had this idea way back when he was originally working for Disney back in the 80s. And he wanted to do it kind of like a Christmas special. Okay. Which is part of the reason I think they went with the stop motion anyway. This is, But this was back in the early 80s. Yeah. Disney, apparently in the process of this, the rights, the film rights to the poem were got, got bought by Disney. Mm-hmm. But after a bit, they technically fired Tim Burton and the other guy who was working with him at the time. I can say this guy. I can't think, uh, the director, uh, mm-hmm. Henry Salak. Yes. And, uh, I believe that's correct. Or it might have been Danny Elfman. I don't remember. Anyway. Whoever. Uh, Tim Burton went off and did, you know, uh, Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, Beetlejuice, all the stuff he was 
uh, big. He's he was known for from from that time period. Batman. Well, actually, he was working on Batman. I think it was eighty nine when he's working on Batman. Well, that's when he got when this start when uh, he decided to get back into it. He was working on Batman mm-hmm. during pre production of this, I believe, where he was just finishing up Batman. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. So, you know, did all that when uh, and they were getting close to getting ready to release, and Disney, you know. When Disney agreed to do it, it said, "Sure, well, you know, we we don't mind it if y'all are willing to." And plus, y'all are, you know, Tim Burton by this time's a big name. Yeah, so they like, wanted that. They wanted that because they were, well, pretty much. I think at that point they had Little Mermaid, and that was about it. Yeah, eighty not eighty eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been Little Mermaid, and then right. Rescuers would have just been coming out. Exactly. We passed it, so we'll talk about it after we get to recording. Okay. <laughs> um. That was I. Okay. So, when they watched the movie, when Disney watched the movie, they decided this, they were, little, they were worried that it was going to be scary for younger viewers. Right. So, they put it, instead of putting it in the Disney stuff, which was, pretty much has the ideas like, oh, anyone can go watch this and enjoy it. You don't have to worry about getting scared or anything. So, that we'll put it over in Touchstone and they'll have them release, have them release, because Touchstone was just another one of the studios that was under Disney. Mm-hmm. I don't believe Touchstone is around anymore. No, it's not. But, um, they're not releasing anything. But Touchstone, uh, was the ones who actually released it. It wasn't that Disney, and I think if it was, if Disney didn't think it was going to work, it had sent it to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that's Which true. was their garbage studio. Yeah. Which is ironic, because that's where Santa Claus was, went through. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Allen's The Santa Claus is technically a Hollywood Studios one, and it bombed. Or it didn't bomb. It actually did very well, but they thought it was going to bomb, and it didn't. Oh, were they wrong? A somewhat similar plot in some parts. But anyway, besides the point. But yeah, that's why it went through Touchstone instead of through Disney. And Disney would not... Disney would not put its name on it, on it until... 3D re-release, I believe, mm-hmm. back in or 2008, I think, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Uh, so yeah, just this movie, you know, obviously it had a very odd release. It was one of those films that Disney did not have the confidence in. So, mm-hmm. like you said, they put it on Touchstone, and now the movie is a cult classic, and that and everybody Touchstone doesn't exist. Yeah, Touchstone doesn't exist anymore. And if you walk into like like a hot topic, that's basically their entire brand is Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is such a huge phenomenon, right? That like people that young people I know would be wouldn't even realize be like, oh, this wasn't a Disney movie. Yeah. They would be like, oh, this is the biggest thing ever. This is the coolest movie ever. But and yeah, it's not technically Disney. Technically, it's not. It'd be like it's it's under the Disney umbrella. Disney has adopted it. Yes, very much. It's it's probably the only one of their Touchstone properties embraced Mm -hmm. as much as they as in that instance. But you can't count. This is not a Walt Disney. You can't call this. It's not one of the numbered Walt Disney animation studios. Right. It's not. Uh, it's it's just because they didn't. They were worried it wasn't going to be family friendly. Yeah. 
or not as family friendly as people would expect. Yeah, it, it wouldn't fall under that Disney that was Disney, Disney family friendly market. What I got from it was is it's just slightly controversial enough of a release that it may mm. not be good to put it under the Disney name. That's true. That is because I true. do think they thought it would make money. Okay, because it's Tim Burton. Yeah, that's why Tim Burton's name is on it. That is true. Because technically, it shouldn't be. <laughs> that is true. Be like, yeah, it was his idea and his poem and his poem. But he did not direct it, like we said earlier. He was heavily involved in the pre-production, but during production, he was down maybe five times. All right, so when was the first time you saw this film? The 3D re-release in 2008. Okay. Uh, I was not... When this movie was first being advertised, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I wanted to see it or not. Okay. But I know I wasn't going to be allowed to see it because, A, I think part of it was because, A, it's Tim Burton. Yeah. My parents have never been Tim Burton fans. Okay. Uh, and, B, I guess, I, I get B, it was scary. So I would not, while well, I was perfect age for it, I just, for what, for, just because I was not, we, did, we didn't watch that movie. It's just one we didn't get to for what, it, for, because, A, it was Tim Burton and, B, it was spooky. And I gotcha. Spooky was just not something we did in the ha- in that house. I gotcha. The first time I ever watched this film, because oddly enough, it was one of those movies that we did not rent when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Because they're going to be, oh, it's spooky. Or because they're going to be like, my dad liked Batman. But yeah. for some reason, we didn't watch this movie. And there was a lot of Tim Burton films we didn't. Tim Burton in general is odd. Odd, odd is weird. the word. I wouldn't say weird. I would say odd. But that doesn't make, mean it's bad. No, by no means. And so the the time I got to watch it this time, now granted, be like I'd seen clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were down visiting friends down in Houston. The friend I borrowed it from, Jen or Jennifer, if you were to walk into her and her husband's house, mm-hmm. you go into her sewing room, you instantly tell she's a nightmare for her neck. Okay, because <laughs> she's got her wall has nightmare stuff. She has plushes. She has, she's made. Mm-hmm. That is nightmare themed, and uh, I was I walked in. I was like, "Huh," and so I just be like being my very curious self, like I normally am. It's like, "Hey Jennifer, do you mind if I borrow Nightmare from you?" And everybody in that entire room, there's an entire room full of people, looked at me and said, "What in the doing? You're asking Jen to let you borrow her most treasured movie ever." Well, you, you knew she had a copy. Yeah, I knew that. I'd be like, hey, do you mind if I borrow your copy? Because I really wanted to watch the movie. And she's like, sure. And everyone looks at her and like, what? It's like, are, are you the same, Jennifer? So, yeah, I, I got to watch mm-hmm. it. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, there was a little more of a controversy because I, I had a tendency forgetting. And uh, I thought she got the movie probably six months later. Mm-hmm. And it was driving her crazy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah, she eventually got the movie back, and I wound up buying it on... Well, oddly enough, I tried to buy it on Amazon. I bought it, and uh, Amazon kind of lied because it's a European version. You gotta be very careful with Amazon, because the most popular version is the one they usually put up at the top. Uh-huh. And the most popular one is the one that's one you can get as long as you've got blu-ray player it'll work yeah so you got to be very mm-hmm. careful when yeah. you're buying blu-rays on amazon yeah so totally thanks yeah totally i own two versions of this film once the 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 uk rated version which mm-hmm. i can't you can't play on a normal it's blu-ray player 
Especially not your PS3. Yeah, definitely not your PS3. And so I wound up buying the the version I have. I think mm-hmm. it was like last last Halloween mm-hmm. because they were like five bucks here, bucks here, and uh, they had. Oh, like, there you go. Yeah, so I was like, oh heck yes, I'm 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 buying this, and so I bought it. It came with a little pen, so I've now I've have a itty bitty little Disney pin collection. <laughs> I think I now have like five pens. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, so uh, before I, I back to my history yeah. on on this movie. Technically, my first introduction to uh, Nightmare Before Course through the King Games, of course. So I remember playing through those worlds in the game and thinking, okay, I don't know what's going on here because I don't know these movies as mm-hmm. well. I don't know what parts of this are just heavily inspired by the environment and what. I didn't even know what the story of the Nightmare Before Christmas was. Yeah. When I played these levels, and I can tell you now, neither one of the Kingdom Heart, neither the Kingdom Hearts one or the Kingdom follows the movie exactly because, well, the, the second one does more, but because the Oogie Boogie defeat is in the first one, <laughs> uh, doesn't quite work the same way. But I remember the first time I watched it, having played the games first, mm-hmm. especially during the Oogie Boogie fight, okay. Jack, well, the fight between Jack and Oogie. Yeah. And all the everything else in the giant roulette wheel of doom that Oogie Boogie is in oh, most of the movie. Yeah. That there was a lot of stuff when I watched that, I kinda had a reverse geek moment. Okay then. Because most people when they would have watched they'd watch the movie first and then played the game. So the game the stuff they did in the gameplay call back to the movie. Mm-hmm. I'd played the game first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, Oh look, there's the the the, the one armed bandits. From the game. I remember those things kicked my butt all the flipping time. <laughs> oh, look, there's the saw. Oh, is this this weird back and forth connection. But, gotcha. you know, that's how I got in. That's pretty much how my introduction to it. So that's the main reason I would then go and watch the two, the, the movie in 2008. It's like, well, I've played the Kingdom Hearts game. I, I already know this is not as bad as maybe I the bad the bad ideas I had about this movie as a kid but so that's why i went ahead and went and watched it and plus it was actually the first 3d movie i went to see besides uh, avatar really mm-hmm. huh and it was actually pretty the 3d was actually pretty good on this one hmm so hmm yeah okay cool so let's get into our good and our bad points about this movie okay you go first you want me to go first yeah go for it Okay, first thing I liked about this, this is Halloween. That song is probably, mm-hmm. in, in my opinion, it's probably the best song in the movie. Okay. With, uh, well, what's this is also good, mm-hmm. along with uh, Kidnap the Sandy Claws. Okay. I don't know why I like Kidnap the Sandy Claws. I think it's just kind of a fun, demented villain song. Yes. Sung by kids that don't know what Santa Claus is. <laughs> no, of course not. But uh, those three songs, I think, make up I mean, at least this is Halloween and what's this? Those make up the core of music when it comes to this. Why it was used in the tra- those both songs were used in the trailers, mm-hmm. and why what the this is Halloween is used as the overworld theme for Halloween Town, and what's this is used for Christmas Town in the Kingdom Hearts games. It's I, I, those songs are so well done and iconic that you know 
you when you when you're humming them, if if you're humming them after you know, or if you hear the song outside the movie, your brain automatically goes to those events in the movie. You can right. kind of see them in your mind's eye. I can't say that for a lot of the other songs in the movie, right? But uh, I, I those those three songs total are just some of my favorite songs throughout the movie, and, and uh, they're the first thing that really really stands out about this movie to me. Okay, my number one would be in the same vein of it Walls Gromit. Claymation. It's stop motion animation. Yeah, I say it's not actually claymation, it's stop motion. Yeah, it's stop motion be like that's right, it is in claymation. Yeah. Yeah. Because claymation they would actually be moving the clay around. This is literally uh 3D fabricated parts. Yeah, these are figurines. These yeah. are figurines. There's something like 160 Jack Skellington heads they made for this movie. Yeah, that was crazy. That was absolutely brilliant. And how they handled change. From what I re- understood, the changing of Sally's face, where they because they couldn't take the hair off because it would mess up the strands. Mm-hmm. So they had to just take the, the the face off and then put the new face on mm-hmm. there. That was interesting to read about. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. So to reiterate what I was going to say, be like it's incredible stop motion. Mm-hmm. Stop motion is a little claymation, like I said before. Just the the amount of time, the amount of effort, the amount of energy to do that, and the craftsmanship mm-hmm. in doing something like that that takes three to four years to create, and it's and four, absolute, and four sound stages, and four sound stages, like you said, just incredible, uncanny. Mm-hmm. the The amount of work they put into it and detail. Because, like, for me, like watching it, it's like, oh, this is claymation. But then watching the features, it's like. No, this is just stop motion. Yeah, with so much detail, be like, I, for me, I'm generally curious, like, how much would it cost to buy a, a figurine of Jack mm-hmm. in one of his poses? Yeah, would be probably astronomical, like original set character. Oh, the one that was actually used in the yeah, film. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah, those movie. are going to be horribly expensive. It's like, oh yeah, I spent ten thousand dollars on this figurine of Jack. <laughs> Or more. I say. Anyway, yeah. Either way. So yeah, the mind-boggling because that would be like for me that would be okay. I that kind of patience mm-hmm. would run me thin through the gauntlet. Yeah, and it just props to those guys because the be like you're spending eight hours to do how many seconds? <laughs> oh yeah. Be like it, it's you know. Well, once again, you got uh, 26 frames per second. Yeah. So every single frame, they have to change every single one of those shots. Yes. They have to make the change both to, to anyone who's in the shot, whether it's Jack and Sally or Finkelstein, the two-faced mayor. Mm-hmm. They have to make those changes, take a picture, move them all just slightly, or even change that heads because of talking. Yeah. Take another picture and keep going and doing that over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's why there. It's. I think I read there's there was like a hundred people working on this film just in production to, just to mm-hmm. do all the animation. Absolutely. That's why it's split between like four sound stages and they were able to do it so quickly is yeah. because they were literally filming all the scenes at once. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Oh yeah. So yeah, I but, talk too much. No, you're good. <laughs> Minor one, obviously, stop motion. Yes. It's just the artsmanship, the craftsmanship, and the pure amount of work to put into it. And they did a phenomenal job with it. Mm-hmm. What's your number 
two. My number two thing that I liked about uh, right out through my ear. <laughs> okay, okay. My number two thing I liked about this mm-hmm. was the fact that each location had a different feel. It did. Halloween Town feels very much like it's in a very dark, sinister place. Yes. Christmas Town, on the other hand, feels like it's in a Dr. Seuss book. Agreed. It does. And when the short amount of time they're in the real world, (laughs) I was half expecting, especially in some of those shots, those to actually be people. But it was very plain, very stationary, very very normal, except for, you know, the stuff that Jack was throwing in there, or Santa Claus later on. Just so, they did so much work to make each location feel different. Also, I love that they kidnapped the Easter Bunny for no good reason. <laughs> that was funny. That was very, very funny. Oh, so... And I am curious what's in the Thanksgiving tr- uh, door. What's in Thanksgiving Town? <laughs> Apparently, that's all we can tell. Yeah, because that's, that's it the, is the symbol on the door. It is the oddest choice of a holiday to include because it's the only one that's purely American. Yeah. Now, I would say the best Easter Bunny I've ever seen was probably uh, voiced by Hugh. Uh, it's the newest, new, one of his new movies. Yeah. Uh, Peter Rabbit? No, Guardian of... Hold on. Oh, uh, Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. I saw yes. him watch that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. I, I think I bought it on Amazon. Mm. It's a really good movie. And you, Jackman. And- Alrighty then. Alright. So. So what was your second thing? What was my second thing? Was Jack's... Obs- his... He simply... He goes on a stroll that he is... Bo- be like, he, he has done this so many times. Yes. He's the pumpkin king. Mm-hmm. And that's all he does. Yeah. And so he's wanting more. Change. He, he wants something more. And so he, it's, it's, it's almost like a, um, like a Disney princess song. It's like, I I want my more song or a slaughter race from, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Something like something along those lines that Jack and Zero, you know, go wandering in the woods and he stumbles across the trees and which I'm still trying to figure out. It's it's a cool concept is that all our holidays are kind of. Connected. In, connected, in a way. And I still have to wonder, how would you never come across that? I guess you never crossed to another uh, Well, I understand zone, maybe not I having guess? gone to another place, but how yeah. had you never seen that grove Yeah, before? Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, either way, it'd be like... In... Which I actually just remembered another song that didn't cross my mind, but it was Sally's song. And I... Okay. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, so... You know, Jack stumbles into the Christmas town, and then he's like, "Oh my gosh, what's this?" And though he's that's one of my favorite songs from this movie, by the way. Yeah, just and then it's Jack trying to figure out, "Oh, how does this work?" He's trying to do chemical analysis and all this great stuff, and I enjoy that. Yes, because you're looking at going, "That's not how this works." And so then he gets in and be like, oh, it's got to be simple and this kind of stuff. And then it's more like, from, a, be like, I know, I'll, I'll make improvements. Yeah. He, he goes it's from like, be like, I want to make improvements to like, it. And then you, it's more like, I want to be Santa Claus. I'll be like, we're going to make Im- our own Christmas. How can you make improvements when you don't even understand it? Yeah. You don't even know what, you don't even care what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you just care that the box is there. Yeah. 
And it's just the the point where he discovers Christmas Town. He discovers what Christmas is, and then to the point of obsession that he has to be. Mm-hmm. And as Sally's prediction says, be like, be like, oh, I saw fire and destruction. Be like, it's it, it's Sally basically seeing that's oh. Be like, if Jack does this, it's gonna yes. it's gonna destroy him. Mm-hmm. Well, how are you gonna kill something that's dead already? Um, well, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so that was my thought. Anyways, he's a skeleton. How are you gonna destroy? Him? He's gonna fall apart. You bring him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of like uh, Humpty Dumpty, minus the the buffoons that try to put him back together again. Right. But anyway, anyways, so it it's it's this his obsession where it's. It's like okay, it's a curiosity, and then it's oh, okay. I can, I can, I can make improvements on this. And be like, I want to do this. So he literally kidnaps Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, if we can get Santa Claus out of the way, I can become the new Santa Claus. And it goes terribly wrong for him. You do have to wonder what was in his right if he was in his right mind when he said, "Hey, the three goons who work for the the enemy." Yeah. Why don't we hire them to go do something for us and tell just tell them not to go talk to their boss? Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, don't go tell Oogie Boogie. What do they do? They go tell Oogie Boogie. Duh, he's a big pile of, he's a big bag of bugs. Yeah, pretty much. Why you think that's gonna work? Yeah, I just I, I like his progression from the be like, oh, fascination, the wonder, to how do things work, mm-hmm. to oh I can prove this to be like I'm gonna take this holiday over. Yes. And make it more of a spooky Halloween. Not realizing that Hall- the Christmas is about joy and giving things that people want. Right. Not scary things that scare kids out of their minds. Well, mm-hmm. well to some degree, when he first got to Christmastown, yeah. I think he felt that joy. Yeah, he did. But he did not know how to interpret it. Yeah, I That's agree. why he's asking, what's this? What's all this stuff? This is all cool. And he gets... Like a lot of us do with Christmas, mm-hmm. he gets sucked into the stuff yeah. of Christmas. Yeah, he doesn't without get the real actually of it. looking at what any of that is connected to, what yeah. the meaning behind yes. any of this is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. So yeah, Jack gets lost in the stuff mm-hmm. and not the true meaning of Christmas. So yeah, that's my number two. What is your number three? My number three is the fact that he gets shot out of the sky by the military. <laughs> because it's something you don't expect no, to happen no, to you... anybody pretending to be Santa Claus. Yeah. Or even to Santa Claus himself. It's the fact that, I, I, my favorite part there, they're shooting up at him. And says, oh, they're congratulating us for such a great job. Huh. Hi guys, or whatever. Yeah. They first says, "Hey, watch out! You nearly hit us down there." <laughs> hey, Zero, I think they're trying to hit us. <laughs> they're actually trying to hit us. <laughs> We're going down, <laughs> and then crash land into the cemetery Terry. because, of course, Jack Skellington landed in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And the one bit of animation that really, really blew me away happens there in that cemetery. Okay, Jack is laying. Sprawled on a that weeping angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think back to that, Doctor Who. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh my gosh! But he sprawled up there. Move. And when I first looked, at it, I thought there's something about Jack that looks weird, but I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah. And then Zero flies in, carrying something, and you realize it's Jack's chin. 
and sets it back on there and it molds back into the head seamlessly. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's very small. Yeah. It's very, it's like three seconds. And it's just as soon as he gets up there, he raises his head up and starts getting ready to go into his his, uh, song. Mm -hmm. Where he realizes Christmas is, Halloween's really what he's wanting to do. He's feeling that urge to do Halloween again. Yeah. But, oh, wait a minute. I've got to set things right. I hope I'm not too late. Yeah. And also, I, and also the fact that Jack is very much an optimist. Yes. Very yeah. much so. But that entire part there where it's like, oh, we're going to get shot. We're going to shoot Santa Claus down by the military. Boy, <laughs> there's an American thought. Somebody's <laughs> pretending to be Santa Claus. We're going to shoot him down. Mm. And then put out a what? The police are going to put out a report. Not the army. Not anybody in the military. The police say, unfortunately, while the imposter was shot down... No effort, uh, Santa Claus has yet to have been made found. Unfortunately, we may have to cancel the holiday. Hey. I'm thinking, did not watch the Grinch. No. Because if you knew, you'd know that Christmas doesn't come in boxes and bags. It perhaps means a little bit more. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, my number three. Uh, in writing my list, I wrote one thing down, and then I realized it was another. So, this could be Sally the Escape Artist. Yes. Oh my gosh. The She's pretty handy with a needle and thread. Right. Yeah, pretty much. I guess you have to be when you're sewn up like that. Yeah, you're a you know a, a Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack's love interest, which I... It's, it's, it's kind of out there. Yeah, it is. It's, because it's, for most of the movie, it's very one-sided. Yeah, it's, it's a one-sided relationship yeah. until the very end. It's like... Oh, now you're going to fall in love uh, with her, Jack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That might be a slight gripe at the very end. Well, admittedly, to use a little bit of logic here, yeah. I kind of get the feeling, considering Dr. Finkelstein's other creation, <laughs> Take out that, he, that he intended Sally to be his wife. Yes. And... Jack, being the good guy he is, he's not going to steal another man's wife. Yeah. Now, when he's gone and made another wife that looks exactly like him, boy, is he narcissistic Just... and actually puts half his brain into her body. Yeah. That's going to be weird. Yeah. That's what's like, I don't okay, want to be on, the, on that side of that argument. <laughs> we're free now to do this. Thanks, yeah. Sally, for saving Santa Claus. Yeah. Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. But her ingenuity of how I'm going to poison or try to murder you know, the, the, question. the good is, doctor. That is the question. It's like, did she really think it's going to kill him? Or does that, or did you know it was just going to knock him out because this is Halloween Town and your boy, the guy you're in love with is literally dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was in clip, like ingenious. Like how many times did she try do this? Mm-hmm. It's like this is the last time you did this to me, Sally. And uh, it was it's ingenious. It's, mm-hmm. it's clever. It's like oh, she tries to poison him the entire time. Or yeah. it's this, or it's this. And uh, and then my other kind of split would be zero. Yes, zero. Jack's faithful ghost dog, and the way who it, and and Rudolph essentially. Yeah, and Rudolph pretty much. Uh, which I did enjoy that scene where yes. it's like, oh, we got a fog. And, you know, it's Sally's fog because she's trying to... She, she poured fog juice into the fountain. Yeah. I'm thinking, 
Yeah, pretty much. That's all it is, is dry ice. Uh-huh. Liquid dry ice. I don't know how that works, but hey. Yeah, but in Sally's offense, she's trying to get, she's make actually, sure her, the love of her. She's trying to stop Jack from doing something he will regret. Right, later. Uh-huh. So. Because she's part psychic, apparently. Yeah. But, I don't think that, anyways. Maybe it was, like, a part of herself that was a psychic at one point. I don't know. But, it was... Uh, well, we don't know whose brain she has. Yeah, that's true. Could be Abby normal. Okay, then. Uh, but, yeah, the Zero, you know, one thing, I love ducks. Mm-hmm. And how they, if I remember correctly, how they animated Zero was they animated him normally, but then it's kind of a transition. They make He's his, composited. Yeah, he's composited. He's obviously animated regularly, yeah, like any compos- other character in the movie. Yeah. But then they composite him onto the scene with the other actor so that he, or the other character, so that he always appears transparent. Yes. Unlike the other ghosts that were in the opening slot where it's obviously Disney animation. Yeah, that's animated, which was phenomenal when I saw that. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's hand drawn. <laughs> which, not granted, it's 93, 1990-93. Yes, but here's the thing. How much of the credits did you watch? Uh, I've watched the credits. I didn't pay attention to them, though. Both Walt Disney Animation and Pixar have credits. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense. Because Pixar made caps and Warner Bros. and Warner Bros. and Disney used caps to do their do the 2D animation. That is true. Uh so yeah, be like mine is definitely a tie between Sally Sally and uh Zero. Okay. Because they're gonna like dogs and Zero's just he's a very faithful little dog. Okay. Or a ghost dog. So before we get into our negatives. I have a fun piece of trivia. Okay, then. What... And I'm going to ask, see if you know. Okay. What other... Does a character from this movie appear in? Ooh. I've read about this one. I've seen it. And legally, they can't say it was that character. But any... Because at the time, that other movie was put out by a different company. Ah. But it was the same production crew. Come on. I know it's it's another Tim Burton type film. Am I right? I don't think Tim Burton had anything to do but, with it. But, but more, it's, more style. Of it is that style. Yeah. Doesn't he show up in Coraline? Nope. Okay. Then what? James and the Giant Peach. That's right. That's right. That's right. It is Jack Skellington reappears as Captain Jack. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, my understanding is they had this character in the book mm-hmm. that the movie's based on. He is a and he is a skeleton pirate mm-hmm. named Jack. Okay, so they just went into the archive, into their stuff, and said and got the actual uh, skeletal structure and the head stuff that they had for Jack Skellington still in their you know their archives, and just used that. Okay, they legally can't call him. Jack Skellington, but he's right. Jack Skellington. Okay, didn't know that. As a pirate captain. Cool. Did, you're like, I had heard of that, I had mm-hmm. seen the still frames from it, but honestly, I could not remember what movie it was. And so my first one was, oh, it's gotta be Coraline. Nope, wrong. <laughs> and, of course, James and the Giant Peach was put out by 20th Century Fox, Fox. so it's back home. Anyway. Alright, so into our... Into our negatives. Into our negatives. What's the first thing you didn't like about it? Uh, now, granted, it's a nitpick. Mo- most of the, most time, of the negatives are. Yeah, most <laughs> of them are, are just weird nitpicks. 
the the form the first form we see Jack in, which I think is his pumpkin king form. This is scarecrow form. Yeah, scarecrow form. Yeah, it'd be like he's the the big pumpkin head that's on fire, mm-hmm. and uh, be like that's a cool character design, and we never see it again. And we it's actually the first character in the movie we see. Yeah, at the very beginning yeah, the of very, the movie. Very very beginning. Yeah, it's just we don't know that at the time, but he is. Yeah, because I always thought that's his pumpkin king, but uh, which it could pop could possibly be, but we never see that character. And uh, yeah, that's the other thing. I never understood why they called him the pumpkin king before I watched the movie. Yeah, because I, you know, like I said, I played Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. He always appeared as Jack, as yeah. we know him, in this normal Jack Skellington form. Yeah, but they'd always refer to him as the pumpkin king, and I go on. What pumpkins? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like he'd be connected to he's, pumpkins he's at all. He's a skeleton. He's a skeleton. I don't get this. Now, the, the scene to which we're... The I fact think, that he's a scarecrow, apparently, in the pumpkin patch, that does at least explain stuff, but... Yeah, still. yeah the scene in which, be like, Jack gets angry at somebody, and he's at the uh, the the three hooligans, mm-hmm. where he, you know, just... Rawr. That was cool. That was cool, but in my mind, when I saw that, he should have turned into that Pumpkin King character, where he transforms, and he's got the big pumpkin head with the fire going on. That would have been spectacular if they would have yeah. done that, but they didn't. So I, I was I was kind of disappointed in that, that you, you never got to see that Pumpkin and, King form. Admittedly, I, I am slightly curious how, in what order, the scenes were made in, because if that was made before they had come up with... Like say maybe they filmed they did this scene like early on yeah. and then they did the songs later and mm-hmm. they realized oh we've got a Jack this is the beginning of the movie Jack needs a good entrance mm-hmm. let's take the scarecrow from the beginning yeah and maybe that wasn't the original idea maybe that was just the scarecrow thing let's have him become Jack yeah maybe I don't know yeah you know I me mean? I always try to rationalize this stuff oh absolutely but so what is your Number number one. Number my number one compl- uh, dislike. Yes, my number one dislike for this is uh, I don't know what half the monsters are. The vampires, of course, are obvious. Yeah, the werewolves obvious. The werewolves obvious. Even the clown with the tearaway face. Yeah, I can go with that. Oogie Boogie's obvious. We just talked about how I didn't understand until watching the movie that one time, the first time, yeah. why Jack was called the Pumpkin King. Yeah. Still don't know why he's called a king. He ain't even living in a castle. But, yeah. Other than he's just the ruler of the Pumpkin Patch, wherever that is. But, then you've got stuff like that one guy that's got the, uh, his whole, where his mouth goes all the way around his body and the head, the, his head just kind of pops up and down while he's talking. Mm-hmm. What on earth is that supposed to be? Hmm. What is uh, the three sax guys supposed to be? Uh, there just happens to be three random kids who tr- do trick-or-treating that live in town for no good reason. Hmm. I don't get that. Uh, and, uh, and the other thing is, is you don't really see how, I mean, with the exception of Santa Claus... Which we all know how Santa Claus works with the real world. Mm-hmm. We don't see really how the stuff that Jack and the crew of Halloween Town, what they're doing, actually helps with Halloween. True. 
I know there's not a lot of space to go into that, and they don't, and they, and the movie ends, it begins on Halloween, so the Halloween festivities are done, and they're just getting ready for the next year, or at least that's what the mayor wants to do. Uh, I just don't know, it just doesn't make sense on how any of that works. But yeah, that's, that's the main, that's my, the main, my first real dislike. Okay. It's a nitpick thing, because it's not really important to the Agreed. I still would like to know, okay, what does the stuff in Halloween, how does the stuff in Halloween Town affect the world? True. So my number two, my number two, now this is going into a lot of like fandom that might want to take my head maybe. Uh, The songs, except maybe two of them, really weren't. It was just kind of be like, the the songs really it's like okay they're they're good be like does a great job mm-hmm. orchestrated wise but the songs are more like because they're again the two songs they this is Halloween yeah. and what's this, this? Is Halloween what's this I agree with you on that yeah they just, I, they those are the two big ones I also think um, whatever the name of Sally's song is yeah that one works good and then of course I for no good reason kidnapped the Sandy Claus yeah. Yeah, the songs just didn't really appeal to me that much. Yeah, I can agree with you. And uh, now I can understand where, like, my friend Jennifer would be like, "That's her playlist." Be like, mm-hmm. she plays that soundtrack every year during Halloween. But it's just, it's not my jam. It's not my jam. It's maybe it's how it's be like. It's it's very clever how they do it. It's very yeah rhythmically but, very good. But it's just well, I eh. will say this: the worst of the, the worst song. Yeah, because every movie's gonna have a worst song. Oh yeah. If it's got if it's got uh, if it's a musical, yeah. Uh, the worst song they do is, uh, it's ours this time. It's the, it's sung while they're you know, packing the sleigh. I think. Okay. Or they're they're making the pre the, the Halloween Town people are trying to make the presents and obviously this is all going to go poorly. You can tell by watching. <laughs> yes. And they're going, uh, it's ours this time, and they're going, does this song need to be here? Hmm. This doesn't even fit. But anyway, yeah, that's that was one of my one of my gripes about the. Mm. Now, there again, it's a nitpick. Yes. So, what is your my second complaint or second dislike? There are parts of this film because of the stop motion that you can tell. And, well, for instance, when we watched Wallace and Gromit last, there was not a point in time where I felt like I dropped out of the action. Yeah. There were a number of times in this one because of some of the movements weren't didn't match the fluidity of the rest of of the uh of the animation. Yeah. It I kind of I kind of remembered, oh yeah, the oh, oh look that 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 doesn't that doesn't look as good as as the rest of it does. A lot of it happened with the vampires, I think. Oh, for whatever yeah, yeah. reason. I completely understand with that. Um Every time they seem to, some of the st- when you had the regular the the main cast on there, everything was nice and fluid. Animation was spot on. Every single frame was done well. But then you get to some of these extras, which if they were always in the background, it would not matter near as much. True, but because of the style of musical this is, where they have a chorus that sings for large portions of it and they you, you can't really I don't think it works as well to have 
these low animation figures mm-hmm. that aren't moving around much because they're not designed to move around them. And the vampires are, I think, are the worst offenders, partially because they take advantage of the fact that we that their robes go all the way to the ground, so they can just move. They don't actually have to walk. Yeah, they just basically just it, it becomes very obvious that they're not walking; they're floating essentially, and it that distract distracts me okay so yeah what was uh, do you have a third like uh yes i do and uh probably some of you you probably can't hear it but i'm actually doodling as we're as we're talking because I, I have a tendency of doing that so uh yeah so if you hear a little scratch every once in a while it's probably me scratching away at a pencil either way or someone's trying to get in your door yeah no the boogeyman, Oogie Boogie, is there to take you. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good segue, by the way. That was you don't like Oogie Boogie. Well, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like him. He's not a very. He's kind of a lacking villain. He's not. Yeah. Really, he's he's not. He's not. I'm gonna go for it. He's not Scar. He's not. Yeah. For most of the movie, he's not even in it. Yeah. He's got. He's the silhouette on the moon at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And then he does not show up until... Basically the very end of the film. Two-thirds of the way through the film. Yeah. We don't even have any idea that he exists until halfway through the film when they get... When they mention him. When they mention him because his goons are there. Yeah. Because Jack asked for him and we didn't know the goons existed until that point. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Oogie Boogie be like, yeah, he's a he's an interesting character, mm-hmm. but he's a lacking character because he's like when we finally get into the big final you know fight between Jack and Oogie Boogie, it's over like that. It's yeah. it's done within a couple of it's like maybe three minutes and that fight is done. Yeah, it's literally he pulls off the pulls off the sack and reveals all the bugs and then he gets sucked down into the. Mm-hmm. The, the whatever, and that's it. Well, he starts falling apart. Yeah, he starts falling apart. And then uh, gets separated. Apparently, each one of the bugs is him. Because mm-hmm. he keeps saying, my bugs, my bugs. And they're all saying, my bugs, my bugs. Till, uh, is it Sally that steps on that last one? Yeah, Sally's yeah. the one who steps on the last one. So, yeah, it's just, I know that might be like, oh my gosh, you're I'd be like, are you saying that, you know, Oogie Boogie's a terrible villain? No. No, I'm not saying he's a terrible villain. I I would not say the character of Oogie Boogie is a bad villain. I don't think he's you his best abilities in the story. Yes. So... so, And I'm saying... And part of the reason I can say that... mm Mm-hmm. And I know you hate that I'm bringing Kingdom Hearts back up. (laughs) Like you do. (laughs) But in both Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 when he makes his appearances... Yeah, he's there and he's still being Oogie. You know about him from, like, the first couple hours. Yeah. He shows up anytime the villains are doing their thing, doing their talk. So when you do finally face him, you feel like, okay, this is a big guy. This is a guy that's uh, on big enough to talk to Maleficent and uh, Captain Hook and Jafar and Ursula. He's In the games, he feels like he's that important. Mm-hmm. The second game, it's not because he's literally stupid. <laughs> okay, then. Well, it's not stupid. It's like he didn't... Whatever... When when Sora beat him in the first game, 
Apparently his brains didn't come back when Maleficent brought him back to life. Okay, then. <laughs> so, we'll just leave that as it is. Okay. But, uh, yeah. He's, he's handled well there, so I know he can be a good villain. It's just in this movie in particular, he's just... I feel like he's there so that Jack has somebody to fight at the end of the movie. Yeah, he's basically underutilized. He, yes. He's, and... he's there to ki- to make sure Santa Claus is kidnapped. Yes. So that there's... The last couple of minutes, there is some... Tension. More tension instead of ending the movie faster. Yes. So, my idea of what they should have done... And what I keep hearing now, this is a slight gripe that you keep hearing on the internet, because like you do, that there are in talks of doing a second Nightmare Before Christmas. And I hope they don't do it, uh, because it will kind of take away from the magic of this week. I think Tim Burton has been, for the most part, against it since... uh... They tried to do a CG version back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I saw some of the modeling. I would assume he, he would still be against it now. Yeah. But be like, there's apparently there's this big push that Disney. And well, yeah, uh, they'd probably make them a lot of money. It's oh, the yeah. same reason uh, funding would have went into Frozen 2 and to Ralph Breaks the and all these other sequels they're doing now because they make money. They make money. Why not? cash in on them while you can especially if you can make a good movie on it yeah yeah it's maybe that was more like okay it's kind of like it's the same thought process that went into making the straight to video movies like uh lion king 2 and yeah return, return of Jafar, stuff like that bell's magical world oh. some of those were i'm really just bad. i'm just gonna say that the only ones my understanding that were actually any good were the lilo lilo and stitch ones Mm. and i still haven't watched any of them now uh that that's that's kind of a tough one because as a kid i watched uh return to jafar oh yeah i thought oh my gosh this is an amazing film because me and uh my brother jim who listens to the show uh he was just like man i could i could sing those songs all day they're they're always there whenever i think about turn jafar me i'd be like i enjoyed it Oh, it had songs. It had songs. <laughs> it's been uh, that long since I've seen it. So. But the the animation style is so about that movie. And I know it was done by, I think Disney it was Toon. Like Disney Toon. And Which, the, for those of you who don't know what Disney Toon, Disney Toon was an animation studio that uh, Disney set up to make lower budget animated movies for, uh, well, originally it started off to make uh theatrical movies based on the shows in the Disney afternoon. And the only one of those movies that got made was DuckTales Treasures of the Lost Lamp. <laughs> uh, when that di- movie did not make any money, mm-hmm. it got its name got changed to Disney Toon, and then they made a lot of those sequels that were straight to video. Right. And uh, they don't think they got a return to theaters until one of the many Winnie the Pooh uh theatrical movies that were not you know that were right. made, not obviously not numbered with right. the rest of the okay so yeah anyway, my, yeah my number three like, is basically Oogie Boogie was underutilizing mm-hmm. like yeah he was a he was a character in the background who really didn't do anything until Sandy Claus showed up and uh and then he turns into the big bad villain yeah at the very end of the film 
So yeah, I would definitely see he was definitely under, and they could have done a ton more. Now, it could have been the budget, it could have been this, it could have been that, been a lot of cuts, but... I, I can tell you, because I did actually read the poem, which before the movie came out. Right. It does not even, uh, none of the stuff with Sandy Claus getting captured by... Really? Yeah. Like, hmm. it's not, it's not that that was thought up separate, it's like literally... That was something in the poem, and it just does not come up until the end of it when they start looking for Sandy Claus and can't find him. Okay, that makes sense. All it's right. because the the kids they sent off to kidnap him took him to Hoogie Boogies like they, like they were told not to. Anyway. Yeah, so... Yeah. I honestly don't have a third. Really? I've been sitting here trying to think of a third that you've not... That, that neither one of us have talked about, and mm-hmm. I can't really think of anything at the Really? Okay. And it's not that I... There's probably not one. It's just I can't... Anyway. That's perfectly fine. So... So I guess uh, we should be wrapping... Starting to get ready to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, We both agreed that it was family friendly. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything we want to expound on that before we head into our ratings? Not that I could think of. Okay. So I'm going to give this movie a seven. Seven. Okay. I'm giving it a seven for the most part because... This movie, in many ways, is kind of overhyped for me. Okay. Like I said earlier, I didn't watch this one as a kid. Yeah. But then, of course, every kid who did get to watch it, especially those that like to shop at places like Hot Topic, <laughs> uh, absolutely love this movie and gush about it. Talk about how it's the greatest movie that's ever existed, apparently, to them. So I go into it, I'm thinking this has got to somehow beat out Lion King. Oh, gosh. And Aladdin and all those other great 90s era renaissance, Disney Disney renaissance films. And it doesn't. It does not beat them in any way, shape, or form. Right. It doesn't mean that it's bad. I do still think the movie is good. It's just, it's not, it's it's not what I was told it was. And that's, that by itself would not knock it down that many points. It's just, my general feelings on it is, it's not a bad movie. It's, not, it's a great movie. It's just not that good a movie. That makes sense? Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. What's your rating? My rating would be, I would give it an 8. Mm-hmm. I would give it an 8. Come on. Ow. Ow. I said cow. Ow. Oh, oh God. Huh? Uh, I'm trying not to sneeze. You get that weird tickling. All right. All right. Where were we? Uh, you were about to talk about why you rating. Okay, so I give it. I gave this movie an eight for the fact that it's the animation style. I love stop motion. I love just that kind of art form, mm-hmm. form of artwork that isn't really done that that much anymore, and it's it's thoroughly enjoyed to watch. Now, granted, I could have you know stopped every frame, be like, oh, this is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. But it's just the quote-unquote magic of how this process is. And it's got a lot of... Be like, Jack is a great character. Sally is a great character. Zero is an amazing... Um, but, yeah, it's I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Be like, I do I do agree that... Be like, I don't have the nostalgia from, from a kid's point of view. And I am not the, the uber fan that has to watch this movie every year. Mm-hmm. Be like, I think I'm turn. Be like, I'll watch it every year because it's you know, it's it's a Halloween movie, and it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, it's it's not the the uber mega film that it's it's not it's not a giant of a film, but it's an amazing film. It's just not a film right. to me. And so that's the reason I gave it an eight. Okay. So that brings us to the end of another episode of the Cellcast. Yes. And the end of Halloween month. Yes. Next week, we will be, of course, in November, and we are starting our stu- our Studio Ghibli month. Mm-hmm. And ironically, we're starting with a movie, Studio Ghibli. <laughs> the first movie we're actually doing is uh, Hayao Miyazaki's mm-hmm. directorial debut. Mm-hmm. And Miyazaki is one of the main figures at Studio Ghibli. Yeah. And the movie we're going to be reviewing first is Lupin Third: The Castle of Cagliostro. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I feel like I've been trying to do this all year you, long. You have. You no, have. No, it's only been six months, but... Well, that's half a year. Half a year. But you know, we're finally going to do that one, and uh, we'll, after... Uh, so uh, that's going to be our, our first week. Second week, we're going to be doing uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Yes. Third week is going to be Castle in the Sky. Right. Fourth week is going to be uh, Grave of the Fireflies. And then we're going to end on My Neighbor Totoro. All right. Looking forward to it. Yes. There's, there's. I think I've seen a few of them. I've seen a few of them in my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, uh, darn it. What, what movie it was but uh i've seen a few of them i know of lupin the third because i think i saw that once when i was a kid at my grandparents yeah and i was like what and uh yeah so yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this you know this ghibli month and hayami hayami uh month and just trying to figure out be like your your fascination Mr. Miyazaki. I'll give you a little bit of a hint going into it. It's not necessarily... What got me into this was not Miyazaki. Okay. I've been an anime fan since I first discovered Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Back in the day. So I got... As I was getting into Dragon Ball... And of course, Spirited Away made its big splash in the middle of all that. Yeah. And then everyone was talking about how, oh, uh, Spirited Away was so good. And I go, oh, well, I guess I'll watch Spirited Away. It was a long time until I actually got to watch away. Yeah. And I actually got a chance to watch other Miyazaki stuff first. And a lot of my fascination started with trying to figure out what was it. Because everyone's saying, oh, I'll, I'll watch a Miyazaki film. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what's so special about Miyazaki? I didn't get it. So I went and just started watching. And as I watched some of his stuff, I can't tell you I completely understand mine and anyone else's fascination, but... Even the films I don't really like are good. Okay. That's just the best way I know how to put it. And uh, this is technically going to be part one, as I want to return to uh, Studio Ghibli every November, if we get to. I gotcha. All right. Definitely looking forward to it. All righty then. So, uh, where can they find you, Jacob? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Jacob, including on Facebook, a Jacob's Daily Art, where I don't be like, ever since my life gets a little, it's gotten busy mm-hmm. at this time of year. So I really don't find myself drawing as much, which I, and I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute with a little project or more. Uh, so yeah. So if you want to, you know, watch an artist grow, develop, develop artistically, uh, you can follow me there, and also for the fact that uh, ever since we, the nightmare, 
Uh, I was drawing Jack Skeleton while we were recording. So if you hop on to my Facebook page, my Daily Art Corner page, uh, you will find this picture, and mostly it'll find its way on the Cellcast, find its way on there. So if you... It, it'll probably be posted sometime around the 15th of October, if you're going back and looking for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, also, I've got a Twitter, which is basically Jacob B. Dot Heron. Uh, if you want to follow me there. And I think that's it right now. I know I have mm-hmm. a Deviant page. Uh, I don't remember the, the accounts of that right now. I don't have it with me right now. But, yeah, most of what I've done on DeviantArt is on Jacob's Daily Art Corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just throw this in here. Uh, I'm kind of working on a project right now. And I know Drew and a couple of our friends have talked about it. And I'm just, I'm kind of working on this little, like, possibly a webcomic mm-hmm. idea. And uh, it's just working through the car- working through the story and trying to figure out where this is all going. And just trying to, you know, get those creative juices playing and right. be an artist and, you know, struggle through that. So look for that in the future. Uh, I, I can't give you a date currently, obviously. And I don't even have a title for the thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm currently working on a project. And uh, so keep your ears tuned or listen in, you know, be on Facebook for, right. you know, update. Where can they find you, Drew? Uh, they can also find me on Facebook uh, under Drew Dodgen. And uh, you should also go and look at my uh, Drew's photo bin for a myriad of shots of things that I find interesting. To do. I have not updated yet this, but... Uh, there should be some stuff coming up by the time it comes out. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, also, um, I have a, I also have a Twitter account under uh, GGeorge759. Uh, I don't post much there, but, you know, I might get a itching to post something. Yeah. Uh, you can also find both of us mm-hmm. on our website at thecellcast.podbean.com. There you will find links to uh, follow us on or subscribe to us on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. We ask and beg and plead with you to rate and review us on any of these places that you find us. Yeah, and to because believe it or not, that actually helps us grow. It does. Because of the way the algorithms work. If you really like us, that is really where we would like you to put a review. Yeah. Because that will actually help us get discovered more on these websites, these mm-hmm. main directories. Yeah. Because, well, I'll put it this way. Our, as of this recording, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island's been out for four days. Roughly. And it's had four downloads. Okay. So... Unless something's happened in the past 12 hours, that's about where that stands at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, so, just, you know, share share with your friends. Yes. You know, talk about us, because I know there's a few people talking about us a yes, little bit here and there. Yes, but we're, uh, admittedly, we're just not getting a lot of growth at the moment. Yeah. And we want growth. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if I can actually talk about this, but there may be a chance I will be appearing on an upcoming podcast on a friend of mine's podcast. Yeah. So, hopefully... You'll find us. We'll uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some growth from that. Okay, we'll excellent. See. So, um, so yeah, just be like if you do like us, you 
want to support us, mm-hmm. uh, obviously go to your favorite podcast directory and give us a review. Yes. You know, give us a, a five star or more because obviously you can't go beyond that. Uh, share it with a friend or two and uh, just help us grow and, you know, become a bigger podcast that, yeah. that can share share the joy of animation with others. Because there's only so much, unfortunately, that we can do. Yeah. So we need uh, your so we help. Need, we do need your help to get that move. Uh Oh, you can also email us at the cellcastpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, of course, follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. Mm-hmm. And then join us in our Facebook group. Yeah. It is closed to keep out something. Uh, ghosts. The bigger. bugs? Bugs, yes. Lots of bugs. Yeah. Keep the bugs out. Keep the bugs out. out. We, Ugh, don't, we, don't need, we don't need them stealing Sandy Claws. Yes. Especially... Two months before Christmas. Yes. Um, Keep them out, please. Yes. Uh, so I think that's going to about do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just one note. Yes. When it comes to if you do, oh, do yes, if you do do a review on one of your favorite podcast directories, please either email us or contact or contact us directly on you know a fa- our personal Facebook accounts or on. The, the group Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Or if you know us personally, just get in touch with us. Yes. And say, be like, hey, I gave you your view on here so we can give you a proper shout out. Yes, because that's the thing is we do want to give y'all a shout out because y'all are helping us. We mm-hmm. want to uh, voice our appreciation. I also want to point out, as I don't think I mentioned this yet. Yeah. Every time you hear the word the cell cast and any of that we just said. Yeah. That's with a single L. Excellent. Also, despite us it having not done too terribly a whole lot we did get a shout out on facebook by another podcast excellent believe it or not really uh the retro rewind podcast uh their two hosts paul and and uh francisco yeah uh, actually it was francisco who posted this said anyone said in their in their group page anyone who uh likes scooby-doo needs to listen to this episode okay so at least Somebody has heard of us. Excellent. Whether anyone in that has ever will ever jump in remains to be seen. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to be heard. It is good to be heard. So uh, I think that's going to be about it for us. Unless you can think of anything else, I've forgotten. Nothing I can think of. Alrighty. Well, this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we will catch you in the next frame. What's this? What's this? There's water everywhere. What's this? There's my stuff in the air. What's this? My eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Scooby! The same bear! What's this? What's this? What's this? Stupid dog is gonna mess up my plans. Before Christmas gets here, I'll have to deal with Cole again. Hey, Scooby! Uh, Over here! I've uh, I've got a treat for him. See this bag right here? At the very.
next time on... This is unworthy of my blade.